hey beautiful people and welcome to world domination i'm your host monica ferguson and you are in the perfect place to level up here i cover all things personal development mindset healing spirituality and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life all done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy because who is time for superficial chit chat thank you for being here Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, fam! Welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. Monica Ferguson here. Happy Easter weekend, and I am so, so excited to bring you this episode with my American soul sister, Issa Rooney. She is a phenomenal powerhouse woman. She's a coach, she is a wife, she is a mum. She is big into integration, healing, living with purpose. And I am so thrilled to bring you this conversation, which is so empowering, so real, so raw. We look at all the things that get in the way of us, feeling worthy to start now. And the things that can hold us back and how we can actually tap into our mindset and actually align and focus and tune into that voice in our heart that knows that we're called for more and go after it. So I'm going to get into it right now, you guys. Enjoy and let us know your aha moments. She will be back. That recording voice always gets me every single time. But (laughs) I literally just had to hit record because, oh my gosh, welcome, my friend. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Monica. (laughs) We like literally when we got on our first Zoom call, we had an instant connection. Yes, soul sisters. Hey, honestly, we even you look said, alike. Do you honestly yeah, like? Yeah, you were like, <laughs> you were like, you are me, and I was like, yes. I did say that, didn't I? I'm so intense. <laughs> no, but it was such a profound, like, deep statement that I was like, yeah, yes, hi, hi, sis. You know, <laughs> how's it going? Yeah, I just love that. And it's happening more and more often. We just meet someone. You're not really meeting them. It's like, no, we've met before. Like there's there's no there's no awkward. You're just straight in like, tell me your trauma. Like tell me the deeper meaningful <laughs> stories. And I mean, when we met, we talked about grief. So, you know, that's a pretty quick yeah. way to bond with someone. But yeah, um, yeah I love this <laughs> so much. It's so good. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's funny, like how people find each other too. I know we were just talking about that before you pressed record, but like, this is the time to find your people, like literally. And I feel like, I don't know, like the last couple of years were were difficult for relationships. And I think people are so hungry now to like find their people and they're not, they don't want any BS. Like, Mm. I want the real, I, I, who are my people? Like, I don't care if you have that weird belief, like you're cool. So let's be friends. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like we're getting over ourselves in a certain way. And then we're also like finding our fun again and finding like, okay, the world is opening and this is amazing. So, and also I have fallen in love with zoom, which I hated during COVID. Yeah. (laughs) I now love it. I now love it. Like, I'm like, I feel so connected to so many different people that we coach and train and teach and that I can talk to you and see you like, and you're in a different continent. Yeah. 
like, wow. I love it. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, where about are you based? I am in Redding, California. So it's like I was in San Diego for 20 years. So in comparison, San Diego's near Mexico. Yeah. At that border, this is near the very border of like Oregon, like up at the very top. So if you two of the most polar opposite places were near Mount Shasta, so yeah. that we have a beautiful mountains here. San Diego, we were right by the beach and it was beautiful. Um, but the mountains drew us in. We needed a, a change, a shift. And we just felt led like, okay, let's, let's try something different. And I think mm-hmm. we're in this like nomadic mindset where we're like, okay, are we going to buy a house here? Or are we going to move to the next place and like discover something new? Because both of our businesses are online. Yeah. So it's kind of like, this is cool, right? But yep, Redding, California. I'm a California girl. I was born and raised in California in the middle of California in a very small town, a farming town called Clovis. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up there and then moved to San Diego pretty quickly. Lived in like a couple other places for college, but very short years for about three years. Yeah. Um, Utah, Colorado area, but then went to San Diego. I was like 21, 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Just for context, so I think California is twice the size of New Zealand. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. How many wow. people are in California? Like 10 million or something? Is it? Oh, no, no. LA alone is like 20 million people. Like, yeah. There's like, there's oh, yeah, it's like, way bigger than. I'm going to Google this while we're chatting. <laughs> yeah, like Google this because I was going to say, like, I think the greater Los Angeles area is like over 20 million people. Wild. I'm thinking Sweden. That's why I'm thinking Sweden is 10 million. So yeah, you'll be way bigger. Population of California. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Googled this ever on a podcast. 39.5 million. 39.5 million. New Zealand is, yeah. is 5 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But anyway, um, I actually love, this is quite a, a cool little segue because I've known what this podcast was going to be about since the day that we met because Shut I, it. yep and I've written it down here even um and I even knew what it was going to be called and it was after our interview and we were just chatting away and we were talking about this idea of just starting now right like letting go of the fear and the excuses and oh my gosh what do I look like and what are people going to think and just starting now and I was like that's it <laughs> so that's literally <laughs> the name of this podcast is just start now and come on yes I have goosebumps <laughs> as I say that even um and I, so I just want to hear like all about your story. I want to hear where did, how, like your whole story, where did it start from? How did you get to that point? And what was your own like self-worth and self-love journey? And I want to hear everything. Oh my God. <laughs> I had this story just pop in my head. So I feel like I am the girl that like almost hit the mark and then not, didn't hit the mark. Like that is kind of my story. Mm. Um, until recently because I had this belief that like I really deeply believed that I couldn't attain like I couldn't get to the next step or that this was all that was going to be present for me and one thing that's like you know it's interesting looking at it right now because what I learned just recently actually just like the last two three years was like I'm actually, I can't do everything, but there are some very specific things that I am meant to be amazing at. Mm. And I never gave myself the permission 
to do it. I never gave myself this like, um, uh, this juicy permission, like it was heady. It wasn't in my heart. And so I will, let me start at the beginning. I grew up with therapists. Okay. So my parents are both therapists. So if that doesn't tell you enough, like right there, <laughs> yeah. like we would sit at the dinner table and my dad would say, have I told you today how much I loved you? And we'd say, yes, dad, you have, you know, and <laughs> like he was very loving and compassionate and kind. And he worked with murderers, muggers, rapists, like kind of the worst of the worst and had so much compassion. So I learned to be very gentle with people and very non-judgmental naturally. And then my mom, she worked with kids and she got burnt out real fast because juvenile hall is like not a fun place to work. Yeah. Um, and it was heartbreaking for her to hear these stories. And she really dove into becoming an artist. And that's how she really got actualized as she, my dad built a sunroom in, on the house and like she would paint and she's been doing that for like 30 years. But I, I was able to see two people who loved each other immensely. You know, they had both been previously divorced before they met each other. So I wasn't a product of divorce and yet they both had been divorced. And so I think there's so many unspoken stories in families that even now I'm discovering, right? So many things that we, we feel like we're protecting our kids from, but we're really not because you can feel all the unspoken broken kind of stuff. You just feel it. And I had a great childhood. So I grew up, oh my gosh, I love my childhood. There was like a pomegranate field across from us and we could run in the field and chase jackrabbits. And then they built a subdivision and we could play in the houses they were like, you know, putting together. And I felt like my life was very idyllic. It was a very small town. It was very one dimensional in many ways. Um, I was a girl who was always also looking for God. I'm like very deeply spiritual, very. Uh, I can't escape it. I've tried, trust me, I have tried <laughs> to live like a very carnal, like just surface life and I can't do it. It's just not me. And I basically kind of went on this journey of, I, I got into dance at a really young age too. And so that was kind of like my therapy, like movement and dance. I used to dance and teach dance and I went to college and I majored in dance and I was always looking to be like really good, but I knew I could never be the best. Like there was always the one girl that seemed to have like an angelic visitation around the room with her, you know, like she was the one that was like half the size of everyone else. And the teacher always said, you know, so I think there were these moments in time where I was number one, there was subconscious messaging around like, you can't be that great. Like there's, there's, I don't think anybody can really be that great. Or if you are, you fit into a certain mold. You look a certain way. And these are all like very worldly standards, right? Yeah. And I remember hating high school too, like getting out of high school and being like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't want to be anywhere, <clears throat> anywhere near this kind of culture. It's, it was so small. And yet, you know, in high school, I remember I would like, I ran for vice president and I, the, you know, academic advising guy was like, Hey, you only lost by, I just want to tell you two votes there's probably people absent that day. Maybe you would have won if they were there. So I always felt like it was like two votes away or like, man, you didn't, you didn't make daisy chain because you know, you got, you got a D in math right now. And then the next day is I'm like, cause I don't, I didn't turn my test in. Like, you know, there was like, oh, these one little things that took me out from really big experiences. 
I actually think I'm not a victim to that. I think I created it because I didn't want to be great. In fact, when I saw myself, when I decided to be great, I would get basically bullied or like, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like knock down, drag out You're, you're whatever, like whatever name. Um, so I just decided to blend in and how many stories can people relate to that? Like, but then you just get to a point in life. I got married early because I wanted to, again, like get the heck out of my house. I married <laughs> a super religious person and it was not for me. I, when I get married, when you get married at 19, you don't really know yourself. Yeah. I don't advise it. Right. Yeah. But I had my first daughter at 23, my next at 26. They're now 18 and 16. Wow. And that really, I knew I wanted to be a mom. I love people. I have this, like, I love developing people and being with people and organizing the home. And, but I knew like, as I was growing, I always had like real entrepreneurial dreams, but I would create situations where I wouldn't go after it. Mm. And I would start something, but I'd make sure it would fail. I would make sure of it. Yeah. Also conscious. Oh. I would, I would like put the marker down and be like, okay, well, this is as far as it goes. Okay. <laughs> like, like, other than that, you don't know how to do it. It was very prideful. It wasn't a lot of humility. It was all fear. All fear was, was there. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I feel like people have this secret sauce. Like, there are great people out there. Like there are the Oprah's of the world. And there are like these people who are out doing things that are amazing in their families, in their businesses, in their relationships. They weren't afraid to take risks like relation, like intimacy. And I was so in my head that I had to have some experiences that my heart could just get broken open. Mm-hmm. One of those, I went through a divorce um, my first with my first husband. That was my first like, whoa, okay, real life is happening. And now a single mom. And it, that really forced me. That was definitely a starting point to, for entrepreneurship. I knew I was like, I want to be able to raise my kids, pick them up from school, take them to their dance classes and do homework. And so I felt out of necessity, it was like a becoming, it was a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 29. This is like the beginning of my life, but yet I have these two little girls and I'm going through this process of learning who I am at this stage. Mm. And that was a hot mess. It was like a double life. I was like, dancing on tables on the weekend, living out the twenties that I never lived out. Yeah. Never. So I was married to a very religious person and we lived very like, I don't know, it was very religious. So, mm. but I was, it, it was wild. So double life it was partying on the weekends. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I'm this like mom again with my cardigan and like my glasses. And it was total double life for about a year and a half. And then I started to meld. I really started to deepen my relationship with God, with my spirituality. Um, I found a community of believing people that was like supernatural and like wild and beautiful. And I'm like, these are my people. Like, and it was crazy good. It was just like, okay, I feel like on fire here. I feel really passionate about who I am. That was an unlocking starting point for me. And then I think meeting my husband, my now husband, um, Jim, he's an amazing man. Like I didn't know that relationships could be amazing. I just didn't. I I thought, okay, because all of us humans are so broken and messy and flawed and beautiful in it. 
but it took me learning to really love myself. I had a lot of self-hatred, self-bitterness. Um, when you keep yourself small for that long, I think you almost combust later on because you, there's so much potential in you that's untapped. And so, you know, it was wild at first it was chaos. It was out of control, but then I started slowly getting aligned and I don't mean contained uncontained, but like, I'm not afraid now to try something scary. Like I know that's how we met Monica. I was like, I'm going to do a 21 day summit. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to hire my VA team. I'm going to get this put together. I'm passionate about this. Cause one of the things that happened to Jim and I is our son died. And that was like the final straw to many little straws of, you know, the girl's dad moves to San Francisco. We moved to Northern California, like all these things that I could lay down and be like, my life is over. But what really happened is my life began. It's like, get up, get up. What are you doing? Why are you laying down here? You have, you're, you're alive and you're breathing. And I really felt Callan. I felt his spirit about four years ago. He, it, I, I feel chills. Like I can feel his presence. I think, I believe heaven is right here. Like, I believe it. there's, yeah. <laughs> I believe there's our loved ones. I believe there's angels. I believe they're all right here. And, and we just can't see, we can't, we're not, we're not on the other side yet. And so, yeah, there's this, this process that once you kind of surrender to the fact that there always is more and that I don't know what I don't know. And that will always be true until my last breath. There's always more. There's always more people to meet, more people to help, more love to receive and give. There's just more. And so I think going through deep pain really did show me, oh, what the hell? Just go do it anyway. Do the freaking thing. Do it. Go. Like, what are you waiting for? And I, I started to become more like that to myself than ever. It's like, I stopped talking about what I wanted to do, which is a classic move that I did all the time. Oh guys, I have an idea, I have an idea, I have an idea. But I was a girl who would never put the, you know, money where the mouth is never put the, you know, wheels down. Let's go. Yeah. Um, to a certain point. Sure. I would give the illusion, but I would not start. And now I am the start girl and I'm a fire starter. I will start you. I will go, okay, now we're going to do this. <laughs> doing it now. We're going to jump. We're going to go now. Nope. No thinking The life is now present moment. Let's, let's rock it. Let's go. And so, and I also think I gathered around people with that same atmosphere. I really did. I'm like, you know what? We really are who we hang out with. Like when I was hanging out with partiers, I just got bored. I was like, I don't want to offend you guys, but I'm like bored now. Like, is there more to this? Like, am I missing something here? You know, it would just same thing with like the religious crew. I am not, I do not like overly religious people. Like, and, and I, I'm constantly like, forgive me. <laughs> I just, why are we judging each other? Like we're wasting energy kind of thing. So yeah. I'm constantly like distilling down to like, what is here for us? There's something here for us to explore. Um, there's something lovable about everybody. Even the people that we like hate, right? Or like get triggered by, especially them. I bet we'd be besties if we actually knew them, right? Because it's just like, <laughs> Those reflections of us. I'm like, what in me do I not like right now? So I became a woman who started. And now what I'm seeing is that it's perpetual. There's no, we don't, the, the, the 
destination, like the marker, the goal actually isn't it at all. It's like, oh, I'm in a lifestyle now of start. Okay, today, start. What's your priority? Do it, right? What's mm -hmm. the grand vision? Because you can't outsource your vision. That's the one thing you can't pay a coach, mentor, friend to be like, oh, Monica, tell me my vision. It's like, no, I can give you a game plan. I can wrap a strategy. I can put things in motion for you if you give me your vision. Like, but so many people are afraid to actually have one. And that's when, soon as I got, got that vision, I want, this is my vision. I'm going to share it with the world and I share it frequently. I want a healing ranch. I want a ranch where you can get in the bathtub in your little beautiful cabin outside under the stars. I want, I want a place where people can go to feel their pain, to write their books, to have incredible food, to be somewhere where they cannot be touched by technology if they don't want to be, where they get healed and they have breakthrough and they can run around naked or whatever they want to do, but like a true place of, of healing. And I was so impacted by different experiences in my life that were like this camps. I went to when I was younger, a friend that took me to like this amazing resort when I was grieving. And I was like, wow, everybody needs this. It needs to be more accessible. And so I do, I have a vision for that, for creating spaces like that in the world. And so right now I do that through coaching groups and create those internal spaces inside. Cause I really believe things have to be here before they can actually manifest physically. Cause you're partnering right with the spirit, you're partnering to yep. bring forth the vision, but no one cares about my vision. Like I do. My husband loves my vision, but he doesn't carry it. He's like, I'll partner with that. That's rad. Like, let's do that. But it, it's like, well, how? It's like, I actually don't know how, but I do know how to gather people and I do know how to be real and authentic. And I let's do that first, right? And then take the next step. Let's start. But if you don't have the end in mind, then what's the point of starting anything? So I think we stay in apathy, right? Then we're like, whatever. Like, I don't know what my purpose is or my calling. It's like, I'm sorry. You already have one. You just need to go find it. And if you need to terrify and scare the shit out of yourself to do it, go do it. Like do something today that terrifies you. If it has nothing to do with your calling, because it'll start to awaken you. It's yeah. like, and, and not like things that risk your life, but like, you know, things that are, that are beautiful. And like, man, I'd be so scared to like call this person to ask them to be on a summit or like something random, you know, I'm just giving an example, but go for a run. Like maybe I haven't run in 10 years, go for a run and see what happens with your thinking capability in your heart. We we're so rigid in our patterning that we like stepping out, we think has to look like what the world shows us or like what Instagram or like reels show us yeah. instead of actually like, there's a program here that needs to be removed so we can actually, oh, there's things that haven't been invented yet. There's, you know, it's like, wow. Okay. So here we go. So yeah. I think ultimately you become fearless when you can grab onto that vision. And when you're just not afraid anymore to fail, you have to be able to just be like, I'm going to fail forward every day. Like <clears throat> nothing that I do is working. I'm just doing it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like being a mom, like you don't know if that works. I don't think you ever find out. It's just you're in the process or like in a relationship. 
is this working or not? Okay, let's check in today. Maybe today, you know, but we started something. So what do we want to start now? It's funny you ask this too, because my husband and I have a practice that we ask each other the question uh, once a month, like on our anniversary or near it. And we'll say, hey, babe, like, what do you want me to start? What do you want me to stop? And what do you want me to continue? Because he's the only person in my life that has access to that kind of intimacy in me where he can say, well, you know, and then we tell each other, we'd say, I'd be failing you if I didn't say this. And it's a time to like, we're ready to hear what we need to hear. And we've said the gamut. I mean, it could be deep and intense. It could be light. Like, yeah, I really wish you would, you know, like brush your teeth before you kiss me. Like, can you start doing that kind of thing? Like it's that, or it could be, you know what? You need to start that business. You need to do that. Like that's, it's time now. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take all of what you're saying on board. Okay. You need to stop, you know, mismanaging whatever it is, having that somebody to challenge the start. We need that too. And we need to manage our minds. We really do. We need to be able to call our own BS out and say, you know what? This is an excuse. I'm in victim mindset right now. So let's just be about it instead of talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beyonce said that too, didn't she? (laughs) Yes, she did. That was like a viral like quote that went around. Oh my gosh. Okay. Not that anyone else can see this, but these are all the notes I just took. (laughs) I was like, oh, there's so many things I don't want to forget. It was so good. Oh my gosh. And I was just laughing to myself as well because you know, this whole thing of us being the same person, I'm just like, mm-hmm, like that was me. Yep. Yep. Resonate, mm-hmm. resonate. Um, mm-hmm. I was married as well. And when I left that situation, it was the same thing. Cracked you open and mm-hmm. it exposes all the old stories and all the fear and all the things that we were holding on to out of comfort and like out of fear of what does it mean if I don't have this or, and not even knowing who we are. I had no idea who I was until I left. No idea. Yeah, um, me too. This whole thing is just phenomenal though. I mean, I love, there was one thing that really, really jumped out in particular. Um, And it was when you said so many people are afraid to have a vision. Mm. And I feel that in every cell of my body, because Mm. I feel like it it ties into this whole thing, right. Of um, starting something and making sure that it fails. It's like our fear of success so we make sure we've we've set ourselves up to fail but then because there's a part of us that knows that we're here for more and that we want more and because those of us who are spiritual we feel this calling and we know that we haven't gone through these painful situations for nothing they're there to grow us I have goosebumps ah so good um you guys call them chills like that's so cute chills (laughs) Um, (laughs) but that's it and it's like I just love that whole story it's like this pain it just it teaches us so much and it gets us to this point of like, honestly, if I've gone through that, there's more, like, I'm not going to go through that just to settle for an average life. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> like, no, average is not, not going to happen. I want, I want a professional, exceptional, abundant, beautiful, just juicy life. Yeah. yeah average after you go through that much pain. Yeah. No, average is not okay. And, and average is everywhere. Average is everywhere. And you actually have to fight. You have to fight and you have to hold your peace above it yeah. to make it through without getting sucked right back in under oh, the water. I love that so much. And <laughs> yes, and it's 
Yeah, average is like everyone, most people are average, right? So to actually step up and say, you know what? I'm going to create retreats all around the world. I'm going to start global summits. I'm going to start a podcast that's international. I'm going to write a best-selling book. People are like, uh, like, who do you yeah. think you are? You're crazy. Like, and they project, 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 project. project. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a moment that I will never forget. And it was a couple of years ago. And I've shared this story so many times. Actually, it wasn't a couple. It was five years ago. Oh my gosh, time goes mm. so fast. It was my 27th, no, 28, four years, 28th mm. birthday. And I was speaking, I was on a panel at a woman in business event and there were three of us and we were all asked, you know, like, what are your big goals for the future? Yeah. And the other two women there had no goals at all. They were just like, well, I'll see what happens kind of thing. And I made, hello, this pod, like podcast is called world domination. Like that, you know, so I'm saying like world domination. And I didn't, I didn't say that. I shrunk myself so small because I didn't want to seem stupid. And, and I remember talking to my, like I, I said, you know, I want to reach a million people. I am a lot higher than that, you know? Um, but that's not, I didn't say that in that moment. Cause it was like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing here at this point, you know? Um, but my coach at the time really kicked my ass about this. And she said, yep. you should have. She said, you would have been yep. the one person in the room. I have goosebumps again. These conversations are so good. Um, but she said, you would have given every woman in that room permission to aim that big by your example, right? That's and, right. and I've never forgotten that. And so literally, this is one of the reasons I changed the name of this podcast to World Domination, because we're aiming high. We're going big. Like, that's the whole point, you know? Um, yep. And that that's it, like. And the whole like just starting now thing. And I love what you said about like, we don't get to the end. There's no, we get to that point and then we're happy. Like we're still, you know, talking about being grateful and and so happy where we are now. But Mm -hmm. the truth is that you really, I don't think that you can feel happy unless you're living in your purpose, right? Absolutely. Going to be. Yeah, and I actually stole something off your website as well that I read before because I thought it was really cool. I even highlighted it. Um, <laughs> and it says, um, victoriously aligned living unlocks everything. Yep, that's like, the name of my group, my coaching boom! group, the Value Incubator. And I literally yeah. got that, like a divine download at yeah. the gym. I was in a sweaty workout. Yeah, And I was like, what do I call this program? Because this is what we're going to do in there. Yeah, We're going to literally it's a new movement. It's it, we have to, this is a new world. Mm. We have to think bigger. We have to step into our feminine motherhood ways yeah. and not in the ways that have been done in the past. Actually, mm-hmm. there's a new woman emerging. There's a new, and I think so many people are afraid to actually be who they really are, but this is the key to unleashing the next, like we have to show the young women who've been in their phones since birth, like what it actually means to be inside their own purpose, identity, calling their body, mm. um, be in connection with God, yeah. you know, how to listen yeah. and how to have intimacy beyond a screen. Mm. Right. And, and so, yeah, world domination is exactly right. I mean, when we aim low and when we do the whole like, oh, I'm so like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, I I think I know what I'm gonna eat for dinner tonight, but I don't really know. I don't have a goal. Like when we're there, 
<laughs> no one can no one can follow. And I don't mean like a hierarchy. I mean like a family. Like even if you're like, hey guys, where do you want to create this? Like let's build a house over here. Like let's all we're all gonna need everybody to help. There's so much entitlement. There's so much apathy. There's so much, and that's average. Like you were saying, that's mm. an average way to be. But instead, I'm so glad your coach did that. And she said, Monica, <laughs> never again yeah. will you shrink back because the person with the biggest vision, the biggest hope, the biggest clarity wins. And there's no competition, but people can click by, people can sign up, people can because they need to borrow it before they have their own. And that's the thing we, we forget, I think, as women and as entrepreneurs and as people in the world. I mean, we forget how powerful we are. Yes. We forget. We yes. forget. And that's it. We just need to remember. We need to have friends that we can call when I forget and I go, okay, why am I doing this? Like, oh my goodness. Like, am I equipped or qualified for this? It's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, mm. take the next step help who you can help. You're going to make mistakes. And guess what? It's okay. That's okay. It's yeah. okay. There's more people to come along and help. You're going to have to get really good at saying, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Let's try again next time. Mm. <laughs> like let's yeah. simplify this. Right. And now go do it. Like what's the difference between someone who, you know, is reaching a million people right now and someone who's not, there's very simple things. It's mm. actually very simple. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. it's not that complicated. It's just like, what are you willing to do every day? What are you willing to, how, how bad do you want it? And then, cause you will find a way, like we as humans are so resourceful. Yeah. We will find a way to make things happen if we really want them, but we can only go as far as our mind, our will and emotions will let us. We have to let our spirit lead the mind, will and emotions. Yeah. I always pray like, I bless my spirit to lead my body and soul. I bless my spirit to lead mm -hmm. my body and soul because the spirit knows the spirit's connected, Yes. but our bodies and our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, they can go wild. They just go rogue. They're just like, Oh, she said that, or I feel like I'm fat or I, I I'm mm -hmm. not pretty enough or I'm not good enough or whatever lies are floating around in the atmosphere, getting sticky, you know, get slimed. No, like I am. I don't receive that. Not for me. Mm -hmm. Let's keep going. Who can I help today? Cause I think we get all, we also get stuck when we are planning and living in the future Yes. or in the past, but like specifically, I think a yeah. lot of us visionaries, we will get stuck in the future and go, Oh, okay. Well this is, and we will forget about the present day. And that's where all the magic is. That's where all the yummy, right? It's like this yeah. moment, this is what we have right now. So what do I do right now to put me 1% closer? That's yeah. it. Yeah. And some days are very inconsequential, but yet they put your, they, they set up the, the whole breakthrough, right? They set up the whole and, and to predict the future is actually so boring because you want to be surprised. You want to know, like there are greater things ahead, but if I knew them all, then my life would be really boring. I know like, Oh, it's kind of like on a conveyor belt. Like, Oh, here, this is coming down. Oh, here. It's like, no, who do I get to be to reach that million people? Mm. Who do you get to be Monica? Like, mm. wow. All the thing, all the stories you'll have told becoming that person. Yeah. 
that's the beauty right there. And that gives other people courage. I believe that, that, that gives me courage when someone stands in the midst and says the offensive thing, not the condemning thing, but the thing that's like, wow, I'm offended by her. Who mm-hmm. does that be? She is. It's like, no, <laughs> like who doesn't, why, why wouldn't she think that she's stunning? She's glimmering right now. She's extraordinary. Like she gets to be all those things. And so do you. Yeah. But that's a fight. That's a fight every day to come into a line, a victoriously aligned living unlocks everything because mm-hmm. I will never be there yet. It's just, what do I want to be? Where do I want to be today? And yeah. how much closer, you know, cause alignment one day may look different than the next day. Like the vision can change. Like that's my first vision. Right. But who knows what it will be in five, 10 years. Yeah. Who knows? But that's the beauty is like go towards one until, right. Like you're saying, like, you know, without a vision, we won't start anything. We'll stay apathetic. We'll just Mm. be the status quo, be average. Yeah. And most people want that. And that's what I've seen. They actually just choose it willingly. It's safe safe and easy and predictable. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just wish I had like 20 mics to drop. Like, (laughs) it's so good. Oh, there's just so many amazing things like popping into my head. But I really want to emphasize um, what you're speaking about, like living from the spirit, right? Like when you tune into your heart, because your heart knows the truth and it knows our limitlessness and it knows our purpose. And I do not Mm -hmm. believe that a single one of us is here without a divine reason. Like we are on purpose. We were created. This is not, I have goosebumps again. Oh my gosh. I have not had a, oh, so many goosebumps in one conversation for a long time. (laughs) But um, I just love that because I feel like this is something that I was so not prepared for on this whole path was navigating fear and navigating all those limiting beliefs because it feels true, right? Like when your mind says, you're a loser, like who you're, you are not pretty enough to be all over Instagram. Like you're not smart enough. You don't have enough experience. You're too young. Like you haven't got enough results yet to, or whatever, all that stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like that's true. Maybe I shouldn't keep going, but that's not truth. It's just a belief. And this is what I love. We can go back to how we started this conversation and you have such a beautiful like empowered way of speaking and there's no victim anywhere in your language which I love it's so refreshing (laughs) that that when you even said like I created that and this is the thing that changes everything for us right is when we start to understand the power of our mind to literally make or break and the fact that all these thoughts and stories are just that they're not truth Mm -hmm. it's all subjective Mm -hmm. So we mm-hmm. decide, are we going to keep telling a story of it's so hard and I'm not good enough and I can't do it. And it, my shitty childhood is the reason that I'm a failure. Or are we going to understand that everything we believe is actually manifesting into our experience? Our dominant beliefs create yep. our life. So what you were yep. saying before about, you know, the magic is in the present. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the present, not only can we be in our feminine energy receiving the present moment enjoying it being grateful for it but also what we do now creates the future that's so right. like if I spend today beating myself up about where I'm not I'm gonna have a vastly different future than if I jump on podcasts with epic people and talk about limitlessness and greatness and get really excited for what we're doing in the world and then be yeah. so grateful for this day 
uh, and spend some time doing some journaling and some affirmations later, like hugely different outcome. And I think we just don't, and I love what you said before about power as well. Like we're not taught this. Like we have no idea how powerful we are. And we think we're just reacting. We think life is just happening to us and we have no, no control, no power. And I got dealt a bad hand. No, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like living under the water. It's like everything's muted. You can only see the fish. You're not really breathing air. You're kind of feeling the pressure. You're really not aware yet. And I think a lot of us, we come to awareness in our life at different times, right? Mm. I wasn't aware of how entitled I was when I was really entitled. I now know when I'm in entitlement. I now know when I'm there because I know how my brain works, but it took me, I'm 42 years old. So it took me time to journey through life and let my brain develop and let my emotions. I was making decisions and taking this authority in my life as if I knew what was best for me. And I want to say this, I didn't, I didn't know. (laughs) And I didn't listen to people who actually had this really amazing life and this wisdom to impart. I just thought I already know it all. At 17, I'll never forget. I felt unstoppable. I know it all, but that doesn't serve you as you develop, right? And then it's it goes in the opposite way. And then you become like, oh, I'm going to shrink because I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to get really small and tiny and never show my true colors instead of just not being afraid mm. and saying, okay, deep breath. I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay. And you're still loved and you're still known. And people actually don't want you to be Issa Island anymore. They want you to say, help me, like, help me. There's so many helpers in the world, right? Mr. Rogers. I love Mr. Rogers. When I grew up watching him, like there's the helpers, look for the helpers and they're always everywhere. And we get to become a helper then when we are empowered. But that's what happens after we come out of resistance and victimhood, pop our head over the water. We're like, Ooh, I'm completely aware. And then you move into, um, outward change, right? Things start to change. You're not partying anymore. You're, you're doing things with a purpose, but then that's still heady. It's like, okay, I have these good habits now, but then it really becomes, it sinks into your heart and you have an experience either spiritual with God or actually just of the person you've become because you've done this hard work of enduring, you know, and becoming and making these outward changes. And then what happens, right? The outward changes leads to this like influential, you, you engage with your heart so you can be an actual real influencer in your marriages, in your relationships, at your school, wherever you're at, in your business. Then from that overflow, that's where we create. So many of us, how could we create if we're underwater in victimhood and we haven't yet popped our head up to be like, oh, there's some, there's. Oh, there's so many, there's so many options here. What do I do? What do I want to do? What are the desires stirring in me that the world has said? I don't know. Like, and one lie that I used to believe that was really popular. It's a popular one. It still is popular. You can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. And until recently, I really didn't question it. Yeah. But it was, it limited me because I'm not created to do anything or be anyone. I'm created to be me. And so I had to affirm that more than anybody like Isa, 
there's only one you, there will only ever be one you. How do you wanna live? What are your last words? What's on your tombstone? What legacy do you leave behind, right? What seeds do you get to plant? I think about that now and I'm even interacting with people I'm frustrated with, like tone of text or voice or whatever, these little things start to really matter. These little things, because how we finish something is also how we're gonna start the next thing. Mm-hmm. And we gain reputation and we gain, and all that can be shifted. Like, oh my gosh, I've shifted so much in my life. And I can't wait for the next decade. Like you'll talk to me in 10 years, I'll be a whole different person and more evolved and kinder and more compassionate, right? Like we are allowed to grow. We are, a change is constant, but we are allowed to change. And this is the thing is when you give yourself permission to start and go and do and go, you know what? I'm celebrating the start. I'm going to fail. Like this launch, I will launch forward and fail, but I'm not going to stop. So this is my lifestyle. So I get to figure out what it looks like and how it works in my femininity, femininity, how it works in my, um, my family, how it works in my heart, what you need. We need, we need to teach a whole nother level of rest and renewal of the mind together, not just the self-care with a face mask, which is great, but so much deeper. So we actually renew some of those lies to go, actually, Monica, you are created for something very specific and you don't have to stress about what it is. You just get to keep becoming and being you. What do you need? That's important, you know, and, and having that be the forefront instead of, I need a massage. It's like, no, no, go get it, but it's going to help you on your vision and on your path. So yeah, I don't know. I went on a tangent there, but like the whole victim, you know, to, to really truly being an influencer thing is it, it's transformational when you get into the deep work and let things go from your head to your heart, it takes you out of victim. And I'm constantly, I am constantly eradicating words from my language because I am, if I'm a creator, then I take ownership for it all. And it served me when, when you do that, when I wasn't doing that, oh man, I would blame people. I would, yeah. I wouldn't think things would work together for good. I would be, I would, yeah, I was not, I was definitely not seated somewhere where I felt like I could have control in a, in a beautiful, uh, healthy way. I had mm-hmm. to like close up and clam up and show up. And I had to lie really, like maybe not even with words, but like, you put on a mask and you are a chameleon. So whoever you're with, you're kind of like, oh, what do they need or what do they like or what do they want? It's like, I'm not interested in that version of myself anymore. Like, and neither are you. People are over it. They're like, oh, I'm so over this. Like, show me the real, show me the real. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm just keeping an eye on the clock because I knew this would happen. We could, honestly, (laughs) I have like five more podcast ideas. Um, But I just love what you said, Ben, about taking ownership for it all. Um, Mm. Because I think, again, this is something else we're not taught how to do. And it connects in with this feminine energy, which I definitely want to talk to you more about because I rant about this stuff. Because that's it, isn't it? It's like we avoid feeling pain. We avoid feeling things that are hard, but it's in the feeling of it that levels us up so quickly and empowers us and shifts stuff. And I like coming back honestly all of our conversations link together don't they Mm -hmm. Um, on this like the topic of power is understanding that 
our subconscious mind is so powerful and it doesn't matter where we learned something if we are still if it's sitting there if it's a limiting belief or a fear or a any sort of belief it's going to be showing up in our life and only we can change it it doesn't matter right. if it was true if our parents taught us that you know like for me for example this was a huge part of my journey I had a lot of violence growing up domestic violence that sort of thing so I had a lot of fear around relationships a fear of abandonment all these sorts of things so guess what everyone kept leaving me over and over and over again my subconscious mind trying to protect me from feeling hurt I'd push them first you know um Mm -hmm. it's like no one else can wave a magic wand that is going to be my experience until I have the courage to go let's let this hit me like a truck and just feel it all and then Mm -hmm. I've grown so much and have a new belief system but it's like we're not taught how to do this stuff and we don't understand that these things are literally showing up in our life like it's wild to me that we don't learn this stuff in school it's insane to me that's a whole other topic. That's I know. For another day. Things like, you should have been taught at school. Oh my gosh, we should do that podcast. You could you could start a school based on the things you should have been taught. Literally, like let's if we're talking the human's lifespan and, and experience, the things you actually need to know. Yeah. And it and really deeply learn. Yeah. Come on. Like let's get real. The education system needs needs to be burn to the ground and start over because yeah I mean it doesn't it doesn't serve the holistic human at all in, no. in any capacity and so I mean I know that might be offensive to certain people and I love teachers and I love educators I just think that entire system in in the entire world it needs to be reimagined and and I think that's actually happening but um you know but yeah that would be a fun podcast to be like wow all the things that you need to learn in school so that you have this amazingly like juicy, yummy life. Honestly, I oh think we God. should do it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, yeah, that, that makes me happy thinking about that. And it's, <laughs> it's something now that I take real ownership over for myself. Like, what are the, what are the things I'm imparting and putting into myself, right? Like what atmospheres am I in? What kind of belief systems, um, it's so, it, you know, being on airplanes is really fun because you can't escape the atmosphere that you're in and you can hear what, what's the average conversation, complaining and all that kind of stuff. But then you can kind of go, okay, I'm going to hold this atmosphere. I'm going to call someone higher without being, you know, I'm going to love them. That's so interesting. Oh, this is my perspective on that. Oh, like you don't have to change at all, but you get to kind of breathe this life wherever you go. Yeah. One thing that I do want to share before we wrap up, yeah. I know something really profound happened to me around starting. Okay. I would not have gotten unlocked unless I had started my business that I started last year that I'm working on now. Um, so I went to a bit, I went to my mastermind for the coaching group that I'm in. And one of my coaches, I had, um, you know, a few minutes with him alone with a group. Another woman was there, but we, uh, we were talking in this big room and he said, he asked me about my launch. And I said, Oh, at the time, I think 400 people had signed up. It's like doubled since then, which is great. And I wasn't expecting even that many people, but I was like, Oh, awesome. Um, right now, this is what it's at. And he was like, so where's the breakdown? Like, where's your, cause it's, it was expected to be much higher at that point. And I said, Oh man. And he goes, you know what it is? 
you're too nice. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, what happened is you led one way. And this is me like a month ago. You led one way, but that's not what you meant. He's like, and I'm not saying you're not a nice person. So catch this. He said, you led with nice, but you're much more than that. And so when you laid that on with the next phase of leading people, you came hard and powerful. And that's not how you led initially. Mm. So you need to align and you need to state your vision and make it plain. Yeah. Get into the, get into your pure heart. Cause it's not about you where we show up nice or with our false self, because we're trying to protect and enroll and like cajole and manipulate and control like all those little things yeah. because we're afraid of success. We're afraid of being seen as the powerful person we are, but what if all of us got to be powerful and any feedback was neutral? Like what if we could just say, Hey, will you be here at six 30? Great. There's no story around it. Cool. Right. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So that's something that if I hadn't started this business in particular, I wouldn't get the opportunity to become this woman who I get to now integrate and be like, yeah, I can actually integrate all that. I can yeah. be powerful and nice. I can be right. It was like this explosive moment for me where it's like, I knew it here and I could feel the disconnect. And then it dropped into my heart and it exploded there. It was like, oh, you just changed my life, which is like amazing, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I've been coaching with this group for a long time, last, the last 18 months. So anyways, I, I want to offer encouragement to anyone who's listening. Like, man, I haven't had a breakthrough. Well, it's literally right here. Like that's, it was right here for me. I'm like, I don't know. what But someone's got to tell you your blind spot mm. and say, you know what? This is what's happening for you. And it's not working for you. Like, it's okay that it's there because when you're started, you've got to have the skin to go. I'm going to now keep going. There's got to be a component of endurance and integration. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to say. Just want to drop that in there because Sharpen it's important yeah. to not just start, <laughs> but to have that, you know, we, we, we're going to grow as we go. We're not going to grow in the same spot sitting, thinking about it and talking yeah. about it. Yes. We got to go. go to grow. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> yes. And having enough self-love to not need to be perfect. And I think that's yeah. the big thing, right? People don't want to start because oh, I don't know enough or I'm not good enough yet. No, of course you're not like, but you are at the same time, you know, it's like, we're all, it's the duality. You're allowed mm -hmm. to, to suck and learn something new while also being so awesome and courageous and starting something new. It's like, but it's this thing of, oh my gosh, I need to be, I need to be perfect. And I remember it so well when I started photography that, um, that I'd worked in mental health for five years and I was mm -hmm. amazing at my job. I knew everything. I knew the answers to every question. And then I started photography and I was terrible and I awful. My photos were awful. And I had to stand in front of a room full of people and show them. And this is not me being humble. They were awful. And oh. I so wanted to quit because I was like, I don't like sucking. I'm embarrassed. Like I feel shame. And all it did was trigger all these things that were already within me. Had my belief system been, I am so amazing and awesome, I would have told myself a different story. But at that time, I developed psoriasis over my entire body because of the stress and the self-loathing of my mm -hmm. desperate need to be perfect. 
you know but it's like I yeah I just love that this this path like again it goes back to what we were talking about before but that we don't need to know like we can't control how things are going to play out but if mm-hmm. our job is to just hold the, the vision and the focus yep. and yep. trust those nudges, trust that divine guidance, trust those inspired urges, and yeah. we will always be given what we need. And when oh. we are, when our like mind is set on the vision, that's, oh, yeah. li- that's literally enough evidence for us to know that it's all working out because we've programmed our mind for where we're going. So it's the yeah. GPS. So the GPS will take us and the right way and it might be through an experience like with your mentor you know where it's like oh they just changed my life or it knows the way and we can just trust (laughs) yeah and that's I mean that's a whole nother topic as well to really trust to really trust it's funny I was in my meditation time and that's what I kept hearing it's like Isa trust me trust me I was like yeah I when I start to close up trust is so expansive and it's like be open to like one thing that will help too is like if you've been through pain or losing somebody it's like you really can't hurt like you've done the worst thing you could do you could murder me that's I mean that would be horrific but my son died in my arms like are you kidding me nothing more pain there's no I can I could do 500 push-ups I could, you know, I'm not saying I can in a row, but I'm just saying like the pain of that I'm alive. I could try. I would, you know, maybe after 20, I would start to, ooh. but the whole point is like, wow, we can take so much more than we think. Humiliation is part of the process. It's part of the story. Embarrassment, carried shame being removed. All of this is part of the process of our ego dying. Yeah. And us living and confronting and being in harmony with our shadow instead of this like, oh my gosh, everything's happening to me. Oh my gosh, I'm being attacked. It's like, no, pause. You are so powerful. You could start today. And I'm not just talking about like drinking more water. I'm saying like, who do you want to be? I'm talking about that. I'm saying, who do you want to be? And who do you get to help in that process? My first coaching group, I started with three people, three. Like it grew and, and, but I could have judged myself and been like, you know what, this is so small. Like no one really cares. Nope. I'm going to keep going. And I kept seeing Callan, like I had this vision of him in this talk and he grabbed my face and he said, mom, you are running outside of time. And I thought he said, you're running out of time. But then it was like, oh my gosh, this is the spiritual realm. Like time doesn't exist there. We time exists for humans, right? But we're not, we're eternal beings. Mm -hmm. So why are we wasting our time if we know this? So start what you want to start. I have visions now for multiple businesses, but I'm growing this one and getting it really healthy and really vibrant and really, right, really beautiful. It's not up to me um, what happens. It's up to me to keep going. It's up to me to keep doing the next step in from groundedness, from prayer, from meditation, from sitting with God and being like, okay, you give me the strategy. I have the vision and I believe it was totally imparted by God mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk it out and I will do it scared. Like, it's like me, like, you know, the dreams where you're naked, you're like, I'm at school and I'm naked. Like, <laughs> it's like, 
okay, God will cover that. It out. It's going to be fine. And I will, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. So let's keep going and make it fun. And who cares if we get called too intense, too weird, too whatever. It's like, I'm not apologizing for that anymore. The world needs to turn up its intensity a little bit. We don't want to be milk toast. We don't want to fit in. We're not designed to fit in, actually. No, not one person is designed to be a wallflower. And yet here we are, right? Mm. World domination, baby. You're going to do it. <laughs> so good. What an epic way to finish. Oh my gosh. We've got many, many, many podcast topics for the future, which I would I love so it. love to have you back be a regular guest it'll be amazing oh my gosh um, I would love that it'd yeah. be so fun so I told you you're stuck with me now like that's this is on this is on um anyone can follow our progress when I eventually come and meet you in America oh. and it'll be like slow motion run towards each other <laughs> imagine that hug how good that hug would be oh my gosh uh-huh. I was actually thinking about that I'm like I can just see us as like old ladies in 80 years like just being like Monica can you imagine we did it like we, we ran our race and we did so many beautiful things that you just didn't think could be possible. And now they are like, and you've got to find your people. You've got to find your, your level of crazy. You've got to find it and be unapologetic and relentless about it because that's what it's going to take. It's what it's going to take. Yeah. So incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate your time and your wisdom and your energy and all of it. Thank you, Monica. (laughs) I adore you. I feel so honored to be on your podcast and like, it's called world domination. So that's, I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm very grateful for you. I'm so grateful to get to know you and become besties. We already are. Both <laughs> yeah. sisters. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible. And if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.